Welcome to the Tim Castle Live Show, where we meet courageous people doing inspirational things around the world. Boy, have I got a podcast episode for you today. You are in for a treat. I've got Owen Samarone, founder of Unleash the Knowledge, on the show today. And he he's a phenomenal guy. He just goes through his daily routine. He goes through how he's built a business in the last 19 months, how he's taken it from nothing, an idea, a concept, to being one of the most successful content generation platforms in terms of what it gives to people and inspiring them across social media and also talking to some of the biggest authors on the on the face of the planet and just spreading the word around aspiration about how you move forward about how you take action he really is an inspiration i think you guys are going to get a lot from it like the way that owen reflects upon his life and is able to move from a fixed mindset position into this place of growth mindset and how he does that how he comes and takes all the knowledge that he's got from the people he's meeting, the authors that he's exposed to, the books he's reading, and also his followers, as well as the lessons from his past lives, things that he's done in his career before. And he's taking all of that and he's helping himself accelerate towards his goals, his dreams, and his vision, whilst bringing people along with him on the journey. And that's really powerful. What really struck me with our conversation was just how aware Owen is of not being in a fixed mindset, of practicing his daily disciplines and of taking his life to the next level bit by bit. And I think it's just getting into this flow that really is apparent that I, you can see when Owen's talking that he, he really has a strategy in terms of how he's going to apply the lessons he's learned from books, from people around him, from other jobs, from past lives, from things that he's done previously. And he's going to take it all. He's going to absorb He's going to pull all this information in and then he's going to put it out in the words of his message and serve other people. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Owen. Take it away. All right. Well, thank you, Owen yeah. Samarone, for, for joining, for coming on the podcast. Uh, like, really appreciate it. Like, it's it's an honor to have you on. And, and I've been following your work with Unleash the Knowledge for a number of years. And it's it's the way... The way that it's moved forward and the pace that I see, even in the last few months, just the, the speed at which it's going is just phenomenal. So you're putting out awesome content. And yeah, I, I truly believe in, in what you're doing. So thank you for, for coming on and having a chat. Well, thank you, Tim. I mean, you, you definitely were an early adopter to the brand. And I, I dug this bad boy up, which is <laughs> my, my keepsake of yours. But uh, yeah, this was one of the first books that was sent my way for the brand. So I appreciate you and all your support so far and, and obviously allowing me to be on your podcast, but the pleasure is mine. Uh, awesome. Thank you, Owen. Well, let's kick things off with my, my favorite first question that I ask everyone. What is your motto or mantra for life and how do you apply it? Sure. So, you know, this is funny because on my podcast, I ask this question as well, and I try <laughs> to gather all these insights from you know, best-selling authors like yourself and, and other people. But uh, for me, currently, and, and for the past few years, it's truly, um, you know, it's not just a quick phrase or a couple words, but it's really the idea that who you were yesterday is not who you need to be today. 
and your past does not define you. So that's something that, you know, if you want to be something incredible tomorrow and, and today, you know, you're not anywhere near that. You can take that step. You can do some sort of 1% action where that can, can get you there. But, um, you know, in my own life, who I was six years ago, or even, you know, back when I was in high school is a completely 180 you know, degree different person than I am today. So that's something that I, I try to resonate with on a daily basis and try to tell others too, because it, it seems that most might think, you know, in a fixed mindset degree where they think, you know, however today is, is how it's always going to be. But fortunately, that's not the case. And there's tons of success stories of people that have turned things around. And I'm trying to do the same with myself. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I feel like we've been on a a similar journey there's that t- sort of time frame even even just six years ago like who we were six years ago the the pace at which you can change but also just by making those small changes and just like you said having that in your mindset every day so you connect with your mission and your purpose every day mm-hmm. so that you can make small changes that move you forward and just not having that fixed mindset it's awesome i love it i love it um, for sure. That's uh, yeah. I mean, uh, one, one piece, I guess, to add to that is simply, um, it, it doesn't need to be a big leap. And, and, you know, even just with my brand so far, I, I, you know, to me, it was a daily action every single day for the past 15, 16 months. So to me, it doesn't, it almost seems like this is what should have happened because, because I knew what I was doing or, and I was striving towards this, but to others, when they just see the first glance, they're like, wow, this is incredible. So, um, I think that that ties a bit into life itself too, where you might not see a buddy for a while and he might, you know, be 10 steps ahead or 10 steps behind, but you know, it's, it's that transition that can happen over time. That could be substantial. That's super important. What you just said around the fact that it's not just looking at an event and thinking, Oh wow, that just miraculously happened on that moment. It's, it's about process and consistent daily action and having a strategy and just, just following the plan. Like, like you said, 15, 16 months of doing unleashing the knowledge and moving it forward every day and just trying to push the boat out a little bit further, a little bit right. further. It, it, it's got momentum, but it's, it's you driving that every day and you're having to have the discipline to come, come to the table and bring your best self to the table and give and serve your audience every day. And, and that's, that's a reflection, man. That, that's a reflection in, in what you've managed to achieve. And and where I, where I know this is going to go. So tell me a little bit about your, your game plan. And, and I guess, what did you conceive from the unleash the knowledge and how is it playing? In it? Yeah. So it's funny because, you know, my, my, or quickly, my background is actually the past six years I was in college basketball. So I was, you know, taking this, this journey to be a coach or be in the executive office of a sports team professionally. And, you know, I started off doing the laundry as a manager and, and then I've kind of, I, I rose myself to a position where I had more direction and, and, you know, I was managing other people. And then, you know, when COVID hit, I decided to leave on my own terms just for, you know, things of a uh, personal growth reasons. And then honestly, to see where I could take this brand uh, potentially, because it was already being built in the background. The daily discipline comes from wanting to provide value to the audience. And that's where, um, maybe if I don't feel like doing it so one day or not, but it's actually to provide, uh, you know, some contents or some knowledge towards the viewer to give them what they want, um, you know, on a daily basis. That's, that's brilliant, mate. Yeah. That's, I can see that shining through in your work. 
are there, are there any areas, I guess, of your life and where, where do you find inspiration to keep going? Because what you mentioned there was when you don't want to do it. And I know like that, that happens, right? That's the reality. Like we, we show up, we want to, to get in the zone, but there are days when it's a struggle and it's harder. How do you, how do you find your inspiration and where, where do you take your cues from? Yeah, it's a big question. Um, you know, I, uh, I, like, again, a lot comes back to the basketball background and, and I was under a direction of coach Hurley who, you know, came from a good family in basketball, but pretty much made the life that he is, that he's living today. And, and for my own humble beginnings that I've been through, you know, I've, I, I've simply kind of find the inspiration just within myself of, um, you know, I don't know if this sounds dark in a sense, but it's the idea that you can't quite go backwards. Like, you know, you, where you are, uh, is where you are. And if I stop today, uh, essentially, you know, this could where this could where I could plateau at currently and it could be okay. You know, I mean, I'm sure. Um, and obviously I've been gifted with, with where I live and, and, and many other, you know, strengths here and there, but essentially, you know, I think we're fixated too much on this wild lifestyle of, uh, running a billionaire billion dollar company or so, or living, you know, traveling the world. But, um, for the most part, most people could probably survive with, you know, just what they need. So from there, you know, I, I, I'm always fortunate for what I have is probably the best way. And that's kind of how I stay inspired to, to, to keep going and be thankful for what I do have. And of course, reading books and, and listening to podcasts and talking to really bright individuals is, is, you know, always inspiring to hear their stories and especially hearing people that might've had tough cards uh, dealt to them than maybe I have. So then it gets you thinking, why am I being a, why am I being a bum or, or, or getting upset with myself for not wanting to work so hard when someone has to work twice as hard as me and, uh, whether you're in another country or, you know, a different gender from what we're seeing in the United States, where a lot of people are speaking up far more than, than they ever have before. And I think it's fantastic. And personally, I think social media is helping in the good way where you can get your word out, um, you know, to, uh, to, to the masses in a much easier way. But, um, yeah, inspiration comes from many different ways, but, uh, you know, uh, personally at the end of the day, I think it, it's simply, it's an internal thing for me. It's, it's seeing where I've been, like I said, with my mantra and seeing where I could potentially go. And if I've done that jump for five or six years, who knows where I could be in the next five to six years. So that kind of gets me excited and gets me curious and makes me want to keep going. That's awesome. So do you, do you plan out like the next year, the next quarter, the next month, or is it that you get so pumped and excited about, right? In six years, who knows where we can take this? Let's think about what the potential could be and is it just the potential that gets you excited or is it is it quite like planned out yeah good question you know uh, this might be because of my age currently or my the my young energy potentially but i'm growing as a planner i'll say that you know i definitely (laughs) like to be uh i like to just go you know for for the most part you know a lot of the content you might see is just me testing things out even like my podcast um which is very low scale and it started off as IG lives during quarantine simply because i just thought let me do this i'm stuck at home like we'll see what happens and and like i said before too it's funny how doing that has created more connections and relationships than some other things i've done in my life so um by all means i sh- i am an advocate for planning you know, I do set goals 100%. Um, you know, I think strategic planning as far as business growth versus personal growth and, and goal setting might be two separate things. So if we want to break that up, 
I'm definitely more inclined on the personal side to set goals. I have an accountability group with a couple of guys. I, um, you know, I have yearly goals, I have weekly goals, and and then I have my daily to-do list that I'm hoping to get done, which always seems to grow more before I get to the end of the day. But um, other than that, I, you know, I do think uh, setting goals is important, but in terms of um, a business standpoint or a content standpoint, I just kind of run with the times most of the time and really try to get things out um, that might be trending or, or might be popular. But um not not really saying that's the right approach, but just kind of what I've been doing so far. It sounds uh, super entrepreneurial. It's it's I, I resonate deeply with how you're saying you almost stay in motion because just by being in motion and having that momentum and by taking action rather than kind of overthinking and over planning each mm-hmm. move, you actually discover more. And just like you're saying with your podcast, like that's been a way to connect and is 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 serving your message but it maybe wouldn't have been something that you just discovered if, if you hadn't been in the plan, right? If you didn't take action, maybe it would have never got done. And then all those connections would never have been made and all that, that, that gift that you're giving to the world would never have been served. So it's, it's super cool to hear how you just explain that. And I think that helps people really, because a lot of the time, I think some people, especially for myself, they, they come because they want to understand how they get over the hump of of, of their fears, right? And and they've got mm-hmm. all, they've got all these ideas, but it's they're stuck between. And I think it's the thinking that that stops the mm-hmm. action. And then the way you just explained it is exactly the energy and the joy that I think I think that people can take a lot from because if they just connect with that and they stay in that process of taking action, they'll move forward and, and they'll get those results. Yeah. And I almost think, you know, for, for like, I haven't worked in corporate America, thankfully so far. Um, but I worked in basketball where there's many, you know, long meetings. And I think that's where something many people can attest, can, can relate to these long meetings with no direction and and wasted time. Mm. And then there's no result afterwards. So it's almost, and I guess the startup world is, is works in this way, which is kind of, I guess, where I've been uh getting some inspiration from but it's it's more so do and then analyze and but but i mean the action of doing is not changing the company one you know 180 degrees it's try this one thing try this one variation see how it goes but just get it out and then analyze it unfortunately i like i mean i think that a lot of companies probably from a uh, corporate standpoint they spend a lot of time in the boardroom planning planning and 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 I've learned this through podcasts as well with like a company like uh, Spotify and, and their founder, and he works in a very interesting way. But, you know, a lot of these meetings do seem to be just planning and no execution. So um, it's almost best just to kind of go out and do it and, and just see what happens. And, and then you can reassess from there. That's amazing. Yeah, that is like the entrepreneurial. What's the most, I guess, radical way you've seen it be done? Um. That's a good question. I don't know if I could pinpoint an exact example, but, um, you know, I, I think it might just be, I, I can't remember where it, where, where it's from, but I do know one startup or one company, they, they have an idea where, you know, you have your main job, your main mission, the main tasks that you're working on for the business, but then they also encourage these passion projects or these side projects during that same time. So it's, you know, get what you need to get done while you're here, while you're getting paid and, and get this business to keep scaling and moving forward, but be creative and, and work on something that might be related to that main task on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, 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 and do that. Actually, I think it's coming to me now, but it's the authors of rework, um, a great management book, Jason Fried, I believe is one of the authors and they own a company called Basecamp, which is, mm-hmm. I believe a software programming service, but they're fully remote. And they even, he talks about not setting goals, which is an interesting standpoint, which talks a bit about what we just said. And then two, he, uh, he said something along the lines that our projects are only like six weeks long. Like that's it. It's, it's start to finish. If they can't get it done or they can't get to a point where this is a tangible, uh, you know, product or service that we could push out to market or send to a client, uh, then it's over, you know, so they work in these short bursts and, uh, I think that's interesting because I think, you know, you can spend a year or two on the same idea and then it could tank one day. And then, you know, what did you really learn from that? It could be a lot of wasted time. So that different approach, it might be the new era of of working, but uh, it might stick. We'll see. Yeah, I really like that. That's that's like spinning the plates, just having a number of different strategies going, not even at once, but just being short and focused and going, did this work? Did this not? And if it didn't, you haven't invested too much. But if it did, the upside is it's just huge because you hit a home run and you can just take it all the way and you're not totally bought in that you, you, you took like four or five years to get to that point. Yeah. That's awesome. I th- yeah. Creativity, yeah. I think needs to be a focal point to people's work. You know, obviously yeah. I'm in a space where, you know, I'm trying to make a reading cool again. I'm trying to make books cool and, and I'm trying to target the 18 to 34 year old gap, primarily people that are coming out of high school, entering college, getting out of college, trying to figure out what they're going to do in life and, uh, and pretty much extracting the big ideas and big takeaways from these books so that they can digest it in a quick manner. So they don't have to necessarily, you know, spend a load of time um, actually digesting it themselves. Cause many of these books have one or two big takeaways that can really, you know, change your life. Um, so maybe expediting that process, but yeah, I think creativity is a, is a big piece and, and that might be a partial reason why I might've ended up leaving basketball. Cause I couldn't quite be as creative as I might've thought I could be. And unleash the knowledge has definitely allowed me to have that outlet and thankfully other people enjoy it. So I could keep going. So what's been the coolest thing that's happened so far because of unleash the knowledge? Oof. Um, you know, just, just really the idea of being able to reach so many people in such a quick, efficient manner. And, you know, of course it's a global audience, um, just from people interacting left and right whenever they might find it. And, and really just the idea of leveraging social media, because unfortunately social media, it could have a negative connotation to it. And many people, I mean, by all means, it could be, a, uh, a rabbit hole that you could get lost in for hours. But I always try to tell people, you know, okay, it's okay to have the the fun videos and the kids maybe jumping off a, um, a porch, breaking a table or so, but have 5% of your feed be something educational, something book driven or something motivational, or inspirational or so something like that. But, um, you know, I, I guess keeping that in mind, more people have added it to their feed, hopefully. And, and, and from there, you know, I've been able to grow, but yeah, primarily just being able to connect with so many people through DMS and, and email. And I think that's probably the most fascinating idea. And, and I mean, again, I am a, a younger guy, so I, I didn't live too much of my life in my teens or twenties where it was pre social media or, or, um, you know, pre iPhones for you, for you, for that to say, but, um, I think it's at least allowing people to get their messages out at an effective rate and also being able to connect with like-minded people. And that's essentially 
you know, why I built, why I've been building Unleash the Knowledge to find more people in my community who are similar to me. So, so talk to us about your career path then. You say you're a younger guy, but when did you have the idea for Unleash the Knowledge? And so when did it all start and what were you doing before? I know you mentioned basketball a couple of times. Yeah. So I was, uh, so I started Unleash the Knowledge in, in September of 2019, 15, 16 months ago. And, um, I was entering my second season at the University of Connecticut for, you know, being with basketball, which was now my last season. And I was actually finishing my grad degree to get my master's in financial risk management. So going to University of Connecticut, which was, you know, graduate school, I was able to kill two birds with one stone and, and sort of speak where I was had a full-time job and also had a full-time degree. And I was under scholarship, which was an absolute blessing Ooh. for me to gain. Um, yeah, so that so that's how it started, and it and it really started with the idea that, you know, I've I've always been a very outgoing person, extrovert, and been able to make a lot of friends. But um, I, I found myself in a place where most of my friends were okay with the nine to five cubicle life for forty years. And and by all means, I'm not saying that's no way to live. I mean, obviously, we need people to do that job for their lifetime to make things move, but. Um, at least at the current, like, you know, in the last six years for me, I've realized that I'm definitely, you know, a different type of person, maybe, you know, more of an innovator, more of a visionary, someone that could just kind of take nothing and potentially build it into something. So that's, that was one of the pillars that made me push this idea. And, and second is what I alluded to a bit is to really connect with other people and, and like-minded people, people that were lifelong learners, avid readers you know, didn't want the status quo, wanted something much better for themselves. And they wanted to grow personally to, you know, whatever their optimal potential is. So yeah, but September, September really kicked it off. And I pretty much, you know, just really, I, I kept it under covers for, you know, my inner circle and the people I worked with for a good six months. And that's probably when I started showing my face in front of the brand as well at that point, which was probably when COVID hit in March. And then I headed home and and then I pretty much just went all in. And that's when I've, uh, you know, and now we're on a couple of platforms and, and um, the, these up, this upcoming year where ho I'm hoping to, I got a couple of people helping me. That's why I speak in, in, in a third person tone, but uh, I'm hoping to grow the email list. The email is a focus of mine. Like I kind of said a bit before where I'm hoping to, you know, take a book and, by all means, I want to promote learning and I want people to sit down and read a book. But unfortunately, I do know the world we're living in. And I do know my audience of 18 year olds to, you know, mid 30s where they don't have the time necessarily and they need the information quick. And that's what social media is for all of us. This quick dose of dopamine to get us excited and then move us on with our day. So I'm hoping to capture that same um, you know, system to some degree, but make it educational and make it, make it around books. So emails of focus and then moving forward to, um, I'm thinking about YouTube as well. I know it's a big undertaking, but, um, you know, it's the second largest search engine owned by Google, you know, second largest behind Google. So it, it might be worth my time to invest in there, but I do know it's quite a project, so we'll uh, see, but, um, yeah, I think so. I think you've got it in you. I think it's still <laughs> on the, <laughs> Is still under prime. Like, if you you're putting out the content you do on social, and you you take that to YouTube, you'll kill it because your content is is really high quality, and there's always room for quality. Like at the end of the day, on YouTube, it's still there's so much junk, and the top mm -hmm. there on YouTube, there's so much room at the top, and that's that's where you'll be, man. 
Um, so you say on your website, books serve as the, the gateway to our wildest dreams. I, I love that because it, it, it is, it's a conversation with, with that mind. What are your, I guess, go-to books? What do you reread? What are you, what are you, what are you into at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I say that because it is, it's a simple $15, $20 purchase where you can, you know, extract some of the greatest ideas and, and experiences from someone who, you know, has potentially lived it their whole lifetime or have spent a good chunk of their life figuring out what, what it is and then how to, you know, analyze it. Um, you know, some of my top books that I love that really sparked my interest is, well, number one is The Third Door by Alex Benayan. Mm -hmm. And that book, uh, was great for me because it actually validated what I was already doing. I was already living this lifestyle where I would set, I was sending emails to the New York Knicks uh, when I was a freshman in college, hoping to get a job because I wanted to work for my NBA, you know, the top premier team. Uh, well, not premier in terms of record, but uh, as far as legacy, they certainly are. And that book was fantastic. And it reads like a journey. So it, it's, it's, nonfiction, but it reads like a story to some degree. So you could follow along almost like a screenplay to a movie. Um, and then, you know, uh, some other books like rich dad, poor dad, obviously was a helpful book for me. I know it's, it's thrown around a lot, but it is helpful in terms of financial literacy and, and also understanding, um, the benefits of owning a business and not being an employee. And then, you know, to understand those two pieces and, and really the idea that everyone, I think, you know, it's one thing to, work hard, but it's another to work smart. And, you know, you could work hard, like, um, the custodian is going to work to the day he dies, probably making a very low wage. And he could be the hardest worker in the room, but unfortunately he probably won't be able to reap all the benefits of what life can offer him because he doesn't quite know how to work smarter or, or use that vehicle to do maybe some other things. And, um, personally, I think those, the most successful people in terms of, um, you know, financial, uh, financial levels aren't really the brightest and in, intelligently, but they just kind of know how to operate and how to manage their time and how to, you know, spread their, or their, or leverage different pieces. But, um, Rich Dad Poor Dad's a good one. And I read Limitless by Jim Quick this year. Uh, I actually had a pleasure of interviewing Jim too. And that book was pretty, pretty interesting. You know, um, the idea of speed reading hasn't mm -hmm. really been explored too much, at least in a, in a popular cult, pop culture kind of way. So I guess Jim kind of took that for, for him and his brand, but uh, you know, that just speaks more to kind of this mission of mine with only the knowledge to get more knowledge and more under uh, learning out in the world in a very quicker fashion where you don't have to waste too much time. And, and, and I, you know, the whole mission behind that is really to take more action. So gain the knowledge quicker and then actually put the time in the day to actually make it happen for yourself um, rather than spending the day consuming the knowledge. Cause that could obviously take a while. And uh, you know, the daily stoic by Ryan holiday is something I read on a daily basis. Uh, you know, I'm definitely not a hundred percent a stoic. I, I def, you know, I, I value some of the principles, but I'm not some, you know, stone-faced individual with with limited emotion and always thinking about my death but i do keep that in mind that you never know you know when that day will come so live your life to the fullest and try to make as big of, a, of an impact as you can um and then just i guess to cap it off robin sharma is one of my favorite authors uh you know he the reason why i really like him and and it's something that i might model myself after in terms of writing is 
he speaks on nonfiction principles, but he puts them into a fiction book. And it it just reads so smoothly. It reads like a very engaging story. And, and it, I mean, fiction's fantastic by all means, but the way he writes is like this perfect blend between fiction and nonfiction. So you can still get eight to 10 takeaways of how you could actually apply in your real life, but you learn them through this amazing storyline. So I think it's a very unique uh, mixture between the two, but I'm a big fan of his work and I'm, I think he has a new book coming out this spring. So excited for that one. That's amazing. Uh, so many questions just off the back of that then. Um, <laughs> Benayan, Alex Benayan, what was yep. your favorite story from the third door? And then second question was around quick and essentially when you're taking action, do you see a lot of people who are reading, 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 and just consuming and mm-hmm. not actually implementing? And, and mm-hmm. that's something that you see. Yeah. So for, to the first question, you know, uh, honestly, it's, it's right off the bat in the story where he, I still don't really believe it, to be honest, but how he hacked The Price is Right and he was able to not only hack it, get on the show, but then he won it all and he he won the full prize. And I've been watching The Price is Right since I was a kid with my grandmother. I don't know if it gets aired globally, but it's obviously a big show in the States. And um, and, and I've always wanted to be on it, too. So, you know, I that was very fascinating to me that he was able to accomplish all that and then sell all of his winnings to then fund this this journey that he is essentially the book. Um, and then as, but as far as one of the stories within the book, um, you know, so many of them are, are, are great. I, I, you know, the Bill Gates one was interesting because he, he talks about how he's walking towards his office and I believe it's just corridors of books or he's walking down the corridor and there's just books on both ends. Mm-hmm. And he, he would, I think he grabbed one of them and they're not new. Like they're not, um, they're not bookstore books. They're actually folded and written in it and there's markings in the margin. So it's just like, I mean, that's truly amazing that you just enter this library of Bill Gates and they're all read books, or at least he read a chapter. He's gained something and he's marked his stuff. Like if you were to grab one of these, you'd find the same. So that that was pretty inspiring to, to know that. Um, and then to Jim Quick, you know, to be completely transparent in, in my like day to day, in my uh, physical life to some degree, like when I interact with my friends around here, not too many of them are big readers, to be completely honest. That's where I'm trying to push that, that, that towards them. But in the digital space, through Unleashed the Knowledge and a couple other pages, you know, I guess you can get some idea that maybe people are more infatuated with the idea of, of a book or reading a book versus Im- implementing it. Um, and yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I haven't put too much mind, uh, too much time towards thinking about that. I mean, I, by all means, I'd like to think that people are reading to extract the information and to apply it into their life. Otherwise, it's just ink on paper. But um, I guess everyone has their own their own interests in that regard. But um, yeah, I mean, there, there's the discussion about oh, I read a hundred book a hundred books this year. Like I have all this praise versus I read 20 books, but that person that read the 20 books actually applied all the lessons from those 20 books versus the person just read the hundred. Uh, so, you, you know, I read 60 last year and I'm looking to read another 60 this year. Me personally, I'm in a space where I'm, I am trying, I mean, I apply a good deal of what I learn, but I'm also in a space young enough where I have the energy, I believe to 
consume, consume, consume. And, and that's, I'm interested in that as well to, um, really from like a biography standpoint, which I actually posted about today. Like when you learn about a biography or when you read a biography, it's less about, you know, copying their lifestyle because everyone is different, but it's, oh, this Richard Branson did this at this age. That's pretty interesting. So that, those are kind of tidbits too you can gain from books. But then of course, there's books that are very action-based and, and those I, I always strive to implement. Amazing. So you're, you're, yeah, you're in a stage where you're feeding, 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 and then sparking interest, sparking and throwing it back out to the world. Um, so you, 60 books. So talk us, talk us through your, um, <laughs> through your morning, through your day. How, how, how does that look? Yeah. So, you know, the morning currently, again, fully transparent. I, I like to be authentic in a sense that my mornings have been struggling uh, the past few months. And I think it stems from getting sick. So I told you, prior to you know launching the, the episode that i did unfortunately catch the, the the illness of covid but it wasn't anywhere near what you see on the news it was just a it felt like a cold but um i think since then it's kind of put me in a bad spot but I'll, I'll share my morning routine on a perfect day when things are going smoothly but i try to rise uh you know 7 a.m is is a good point for me personally I've always been a night crawler. So the whole journey of the 5am club from Robin Sharma and learning about the morning routines of the most high performing athletes and, and, and per, you know, uh, entertainers or business people in the world has been a massive learning opportunity for me. Cause I've always, for whatever reason, I work through the night or I did growing up in school, high school, and then in college as well. So I am transitioning to it to a morning person, but, um, right now arise at seven. And then I like to meditate for 10 minutes, um, have, a, uh, at least, you know, two cups of coffee always end up being had before, you know, within like an hour or so of waking up. Um, I, I am very, Robin advocates the coffee. He's, he's good with the caffeine hit. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, I am a active person in terms of, you know, weightlifting and, and being active in, in basketball or, or running or so. So, um, you know, don't have an exact, you know, regiment where I'm always working on in the morning. I try to work out daily. That's the goal. But sometimes it happens in the morning and sometimes it happens later in the afternoon. But I do know that there's tons of research and, and Robin makes it known that working out first thing in the morning is one of the best things you could do or getting a sweat in the first, in the first 15 minutes can be very beneficial. So I do need to do more of that. Um, but you know, uh, hmm. yep, exactly. And then, um, other than that, it's, it's some daily reading. It's when I do read the daily stoic, when I read the passage of the day, I do combine that with some journaling, journaling. Um, and then a couple other pieces, uh, consist of, of course, posting on only to knowledge. I consider that one of my morning routine pieces and, uh, and then I cap it off with a, um, I mean, other than the, the, you know, necessary shower and, and teeth brushing and things like that and having breakfast. But the one piece I do cap it off with is something I do at night where I write uh, three things I'm grateful for, three future accomplishments. And then I try to recap the day to the best of my knowledge the night prior. And then when I rise, the last thing I do is review the, that sheet of paper. So it's, a, it's just a one sheeter. It's just a boom, boom, you know, bullet point deal. Three things I'm grateful for. Three, you know, future accomplishments that could be done tomorrow or could be done in 10 years, 20 years or so. It's a, it's a wide range of, of things, but it allows me just to be very uh, broad thinking and, and big out-of-box thinking. And then the recap is, uh, 
is a memory thing for me to see if I can even remember what what happened in that day because of course many things could come our way that derail our plan but um yeah that's a practice that's most of the morning aspects that I try to accomplish each day wow that is a superior that is amazing morning routine I, what what benefits have you seen play out because of that because one that I can just see straight away is the fact that you're recapping you're setting your intentions in the evening but also the morning so you but the fact that your your brain when you're when you're looking at that information before the end of the day and you're you're, you're putting in that gratitude and your brain's going to continue mm-hmm. then you're going to pick up from where you left off the next day and you're going to start to get those gains i can see that how that plays out but that is a, is a well-structured morning routine Actually, yeah, one thing I just forgot, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I do meditate for 10 to 15 minutes as well. Um, Last year, I had a goal to hit 100 days in a row, which, you know, it's just fun goals to set for myself. But personally, you know, meditating should not be, you know, a competition. It it could be simply just sitting there in silence for five minutes, 10 minutes and and just relaxing. Um, I do use a guided meditation. I use the Calm app, but this year I do have a goal to meditate for at least 250 days out of the 365. Nothing consistent, consecutive, you know, just 250 out of the 365. And um, from there, I've seen the most uh, dividends get paid with with meditation. And in terms of just, you know, when things get when things could go sideways, just taking a deep breath and, and either biting your tongue or, or counting to five or so, just relaxing a bit and um, not taking that jump. Um, but do yeah, sorry, see, I think I... Do you see that meaning that you've got more control over the emotions in terms of like reactivity when things then happen in your day later on? Because you, or is it that the meditation is being done at a point where you feel stressed? Uh, no, it, it's it's the former. So, it, you know, the meditation is done in the morning on a regular basis. And then, you know, when things can arise that could be challenging, then it kind of kicks in or, it, or it, you know, it kept me calm throughout the whole day where once some event happens, I can slow my roll a little bit or, or um, you know, jump away from where I might have previously acted. Um, but, yeah, I think I might have missed your one of the other questions of, of that part before I said the meditation. Sorry, I, I, I was just trying to get at like having such a well-defined and pra- practically someone that can actually operate at that level means you're operating at high performance. You're able to get multiple benefits and that's amazing. I was just really wanting to uncover how you've seen your day flow from there because it sounds to me like you're setting up mm. success every day and you're, you're practicing consistency, which is, which is hard, but at the same time, does it get easier? Is it is it something that then, because you see the results in your day and they're so so superior, so much more beneficial that it makes you go, no, I've got, I've got to do this because the output is so good. Or is it challenging? Like what what keeps you going to be able to do that within your day? That's what I'm trying to understand. Is because that is a the morning routine that you've just outlined is something that someone listening could could really take, implement, and run with. Um, and I'm just thinking. The next piece would be sticking with it. Yeah, I think I think the structure is the biggest part. And and days when I do slip with the morning wake up at seven a.m., which like I alluded to, have have been happening uh, recently due to getting sick, you feel a complete change in your body. You might get irritable. You might you know slip into ways prior um, 
before maybe the med- med- meditation was a daily practice, but um, it's the structure I think that definitely has helped me. It's the, you know, like Robin says with the 2020, 20 formula, like you don't do the second 2020 piece first, or you don't do it last. It's, it's the structure flow of the one to down to the third item. And for me in the same way, you know, I also like, I just listed all the things I do, but there is a structure. And I, and I said, the last one is read the uh, review of the day. So I think it's, it's those, it's those pieces of doing them in line that keeps me grounded. And when that's, when that slips and when I don't hit that, there's definitely a, a change in mood and uh, direction. But um, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's just a matter of starting small too. Like what I just listed off is, you know, you can take one of those pieces and still feel a change in your life. I just listed off six or seven or maybe eight. I don't believe anyone should, you know, take that right away from never doing anything, but it's, it's one or two that you could take and implement and then build upon that over and over again. Um, and then one other piece I did want to include too is, and I think I learned it from how Elrod from the miracle, miracle morning, which another book, I've been trying, again, I've been on this exploration about the morning routine because I'm such a night crawler, you know, by nature. And I've been trying to transition. And he said, I think he, it was him who said it, but the last thing you think is the first, last thing you think before you go to bed is the first thing you think when you arise. So he has this way through his uh, structure, the savers method is to literally voice out loud and say, I'm going to wake up at 6am. That gives me nine hours of sleep. I'm going to bed at, you know, whatever that is 1030. And uh, I'm going to rise at this time and I'm going to get this amount of sleep by saying that. And I, I actually, I went through that process, you know, a couple a year ago or so, and it definitely worked. And it's so interesting to think about that. And, and unfortunately, and I don't know if you've been through this too, but I certainly have, if you get into an argument or something negative happens towards the end of the day and you go to sleep on that, you wake up feeling crappy, you wake up, you know, not feeling your best. So that I think is why I also decide to do the the three gratefuls, three uh, future accomplishments. Cause that's the last thing I think about. I think about three good things, three exciting things that might spark some dreams potentially as I put my bed, to, my head to rest. And then I wake up and uh, I try to attack the day. But um, yeah, I think, you know, I think that's, that's important. The last thing you do is, is certainly what the first thing you think of. So be mindful. I couldn't say it better myself. Like I, as a writer, like, sometimes I will have moments of inspiration that, that do form in, in the dream state. And sometimes you, you kind of wake up out of REM sleep and you've got all of this inspiration and it's bubbling over and you just have to get up and write because you know that the gold is there. Like, you know, that this is absolute gold and you've got to get it down. Mm-hmm. Does that ever happen? I guess with you having unleashed the knowledge and you being so, so much in the momentum and the flow and, and talking to all these inspirational authors and reading and just absorbing all this content and and putting out your own content like do you ever get those bubbles of inspiration where you just have to to get out and 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 get it down yeah absolutely and in a lot of them whether it's only knowledge related or just a thought in general they do come at night and and back to jim quick he talks about leaving a notebook next to your bedside because the best ideas come at 3 a.m and that could not be more than true and, and there's been times where I've thought of something and it's, I thought was spectacular and I was almost too lazy or I almost didn't want to disrupt my sleep to an extent that I didn't want to get up and write it on my phone or write it on a piece of paper. Uh, I 
it's gone. And then, you know, you, it's like, you never get it back. It's such an interesting human phenomenon about our mind. And, and when we're looking to sleep, but, um, yeah, I, by all means have moments where random things I'll, I'll notice something or, or something will happen and I'll think us, you know, just put two and two together. Now these aren't thoughts of the next iPhone, but they're ways that I could just improve my life and ways I can, you know, do something better. Um, I wish I could think of something right now that happened, but they do happen really often. I mean, you know, at least once a week, a couple of times a week. Yeah. And you've got to, you're right. Like if you, if you are too lazy or you're just, you're loving your sleep or you're, you're so into it. And then you have that thought and you know, it's good. You can feel it almost in your heart, your soul or something's telling you that that's a good one. It is such a bummer when you, when you think you, you rely too much on, no, this is so good. I'm going to remember it in the morning or, the next moment and then it's gone and you're like what do i do because it was uh, you know that the next like buses it will come again you know that, that something else right. again but it is almost just like if you can start mining those those bits of gold and those those opportunities to to like you said to take something further or just using the alex benign framework to, to be able to go in through the third door they are the breakthroughs mm-hmm. that you essentially are, are talking about what then do you think is the biggest single well if there was one most single biggest driver of success what do you think that would be if you if you could put your your finger on it consistency 100 percent. that's you know that's the number one thing i've ever seen it you know in a, in basketball when you're getting crushed and you're losing and you're losing the only thing is gonna that's gonna get you out of that rut is to keep on your daily process of, of what you like, trust your process and keep doing exactly what you think is, is the correct way and doing it on a daily basis. And, and when I'm on this journey of learning about successful entrepreneurs and people that have, you know, sh- shake, the, shake the earth a bit with their, their artistry, whatever it may be, they've all failed in some way and they've all persevered. So, you know, one of my, one of my values I like to think is perseverance. It's the idea to, when things have gone tough for me, you know, a pause might've happened, which is human. I think, you know, uh, you know, that, that's just a reflection point, but I've always kept going and taken that next step and, and took the next step forward to keep going. But uh, yeah, the consistency is powerful. I mean, essentially, I mean, I like to think that anyone could be anyone, anything, accomplish anything that you have an interest in um, if you can do it every single day. And and the best mesh that I'm finding with Unleashed and Knowledge is when you love it or when you really enjoy it, it it just comes natural. And whether, you know, you being a writer, when you might have hit roadblocks or writing blocks, you essentially get back on your horse and you keep writing because you love it or, or you're writing about the topics that you are so true to you. Um, and, and for me, when I almost experienced burnout to some degree in basketball, I felt I had to have a, re- a reflection period on myself for a moment. And that came to terms that maybe this wasn't for me, or maybe it wasn't the exact place where I can reach my most optimal level of success. So that's why I ultimately decided to leave. Um, you know, and then, and then I guess it's just a matter of some people never leave or they just decide to stick with it and they think it's going to get better. But I mean, I think we could probably agree that it probably won't after some time if it if it's still rough for you. But um, yeah, consistency is very important. It's a daily effort every single day. So, so what happened with the basketball? And what were some of the signs that you knew it was time to move on? 
Yeah. So, you know, the biggest piece was, and, and I'm glad I realized this is I thought long-term and I thought where this could go, you know, one of the seven habits of highly successful people is having the end in mind. So I took this wide view and, and thought, okay, you know, I'm a, I'm a young 20 year old in this business. Where could this go? And, and fortunately in that business, you get a very close relationship with the coaches who are living this lifestyle and they're much older than you. They're 40, 50, 60 years old. So you can see firsthand where this life is going. And, you know, it's a great industry. It's, it's, it's sports, it's college basketball in America. Like it's one of the most premier, um, you know, things that people watch, but it, it takes a price and it, it's a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of time away from family. Um, you know, your health can potentially decline. It's also cutthroat to a high degree where you can work your butt off every single day. And, and one day it could be the end of it or at that school. And you got to go find what the next thing is. Um, but the main piece that kind of pushed me away is I felt like I wasn't going to be in control if I kept going. Now, I was in a place where I felt that no matter how far I went, you know, I guess I saw uh, enough of direct enough of decisions outside of my own team because my the direction of my team was fantastic. But, you know, when you're in that world, you see what other teams are doing and what other industry, you know, what other things are happening. And and, and I, I guess it just wasn't a place for me that I thought would be beneficial for me to be the best I could be. Um, and then back to the first point I made before is I just felt that whatever I do, whether that's running Unleash the Knowledge or being a writer myself or, or doing something, it's going to be a creative outlet. And um, I just knew I couldn't necessarily express that full ability in basketball. So I decided to leave and, and, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a fantastic run. I had a, I had an absolute blessing six years. We were, we were champions twice and twice, and and I have two rings from it. Luckily, so I've been able to have firsthand experience of what it takes to be essentially a college basketball champion, and and what that daily effort looks like. And that's why I, you know, consistency is definitely the number one pillar to to run with, and it's the hardest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you're applying the lessons that you learned from from basketball, from being a successful team to your daily life now, and and actually to your business. Where do you see yourself then in in the next five years? Yeah, next five years. Um, you know, I like to think Unleashed Knowledge will still be around. That's the first hope. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm currently transitioning, or not transitioning, but branching the business and, and brand out to a website where it's going to be more of a forum based, where I think there's going to be more community and more communication. So, um, you know, if Unleash the Knowledge ends up just being a place where people can interact with one another and get strong, you know, educational book bites or whatever that may be, then you know, so be it. I think that's that's that could be its mission and its core. I, I mean. I don't necessarily see it turning into something that uh, is a, you know, a multi-million dollar business with, with, you know, looking at their, their, the people that are interacting with the content as dollar signs. I don't, I don't want that whatsoever. I want it almost as just a, a hub for learning where people can come and go and, and extract some information. But, you know, other than that five years, so I'll be, I'll be approaching 30 at that point. Um, well, actually I will be 30 and, I'd like to have a book out. That would be, that's one of the main goals. You know, I think um, I have plans. I have audacious goals to be a New York times bestseller, or at least be at least, you know, less about the title, but more about um, 
you know, less about that, that achievement label, but more about just getting the book actually into tons of people's hands. And I think I have a unique background with the basketball and, and with the brand now. And, and even with the idea that I didn't even have much of a basketball upbringing growing up other than just playing with buddies, you know, as any kids would and being able to reach the level that I did. So that's interesting. So I might explore that a bit, but, um, I don't know. Other than that, hopefully to be a little bit physically more, more fit and have more books under my belt. Um, and, and just continue connecting with people. You know, I, I, um, I have a couple, I guess my, my one major goal in life is, which is funny to say at this current moment in my life is that on the deathbed, I want to say that I did it all and I did it my way. So it's, it's, you know, I, I can't see my life being just one thing, you know, just, a corporate executive, just a basketball coach, you know, maybe it could be a speaker, a writer, an entrepreneur, you know, a friend, all these millions of things, maybe, you know, uh, who knows, like an actor, uh, just some wild profession. Uh, even if it's just one, one gig, one sliver, I could say that I did that. That's kind of my mission in life to try as much as I can and, and be able to share all about it. I did it all and I did it my way. Wow. Yeah. That's super powerful. Powerful. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And then the forum, then it could take place more like uh, Millionaire Fast Lane comes to mind and MJ DeMarco, that type of. He, he's obviously, um, he's great, like in terms of the way he's. He, I'm sure you've read that book. And um, yep. yeah, just, just phenomenal the way he, he's kind of built different businesses and, 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 and thought about things in a different way. And it sounds to me like you're, you're going down a similar track and wanting to bring your best self to every area that you, you potentially could do. Yeah, that's actually a great example. Um, I uh, actually, I have more inspiration of what I'm doing off of bigger pockets. I don't know if you've checked out them, the real estate uh, company, but they've written tons of books and they're, they're um, I, I think they're the, like the number one real estate education platform. Um, so that I, I just found it interesting, you know, a free platform where you can learn and, and be able to get a lot of information. Um, but yeah, I, I love the millionaire fast line. i actually do need to re revisit that book. Um, definitely a great mindset shift to, to figure out what, what lane you're in. Uh, and I have served his site too. So he, he has active dialogue on there on a daily basis. It's very interesting. Yeah, he, he really he really puts in and, and tries to help uh, on the forum for sure, just moving people forward. Then, so we we've talked about where where you'll see yourself in five years. For the for the listeners, then, what would be your best advice to them for someone looking to excel? Obviously, just you sharing today has been extremely valuable. Just hearing your story, seeing where you've come from, what you've done, and what you've managed to achieve in such a short space of time as well. Like, and then where you're going to get to. That, that's super inspiring. What would be the kind of advice or the parting advice that you could give to someone in order to excel? Yeah, I would say, you know, um, you know, one thing it, it might, it might be too general, but essentially, you know, do exactly do what you kind of want to do to some degree, you know, do it on the side. So if you have a full-time job, but you have a big interest in something wild, like, explore it a bit and just like dabble. And and the biggest meaning to that is that, um, you know, everything I've kind of made out myself, even basketball in general is not from a, it's not what my family's, you know, heritage has been built. I don't have anybody in my family who played basketball. So it's, it's about carving your own path. And that I think is also a biggest, a big message I'm trying to push as well, where, um, 
you know, you don't have to do what your parents do. You don't have to do what your parents tell you to do. You can, you know, there's so many stories of people who have taking taken their life and have just blown it up into some crazy place or, or some crazy idea. And like, like even Alex Benign, he was a, a struggling student, you know, didn't want to be a doctor or, or study biology. His parents wanted him to, and he decided I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be a writer or I'm going to go on this adventure. And those are the best stories. Those are the stories you want to listen. You want to hear about that, you know, warms your heart or, or gets you inspired to do the same for yourself. So, um, you know, if you're in that nine to five job that you probably, you know, don't like, that's okay. Keep it going. But from 5 PM to 10 PM work on that side passion project that you might have. So that that's the main message I like to leave that, um, you know, by all means, it, it would be a great day when that that passion project becomes your full time gig like it is for me right now. But um, you never know when that day will come. But even if it never comes, it's just something that you can fuel your creativity or, or do exactly what you want to do, uh, you know, during your day and and still be able to, you know, have a full time job, but not be able to ruin, take the whole day and, and just say, OK, what did I do today? I just worked. But no, today I worked, but I also, you know wrote three pages of my new novel or, you know, uh, edited my new video that I'm looking to push out, something like that. So um, carve your own path, I think, is the message. Yeah, I can, I can clearly see how that speaks to your to your motto and your mantra and about, you know, who we are today is not who we can be potentially tomorrow and just, just moving the needle day by day and actually taking action. Owen, it's been a pleasure. One last, one last question. Sure. Where do you find courage? And we'll, we'll close with this. I find courage in my, um, you know, in my family, uh, mainly my mother and my grandmother. That's, you know, that's where uh, one, I know what they've been through and what they've had to do to get me to where I'm currently at. So when, when things hit the fan for me, I think of the struggles that they endured and, you know, my grandmother immigrated from Italy and, and started two restaurant businesses, one in New York and one in New Jersey and worked her butt off forever. She's still, you know, doing amazing. And um, for that matter, you know, when when people say, oh, God, I, I can't uh, I can't do this job anymore or I can't, you know, do this or that. It's I think back to she had to do this. It was the only choice she had. She had to work these long hours running a business. Um and, and putting food on the table for her three kids. So that, you know, when, when, when I hit a wall, I definitely find some courage in my, my, the two main women in my life, my mom and my grandmother. Bravo. Where can people find out more about you? Owen? Unleash the knowledge on Instagram is our main hub. And through the link in our bio, you can find all the other outlets that we offer email newsletter. We're on, you know, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and soon uh, our website will be live. The website's live right now, www.unleashthenowledge.com. And once the new one is out, it will be the same URL. So it should be easy to find us. But um, Unleash the Knowledge is, uh, is where you can go. Just Google it. <laughs>